So let's bring up that determination. <coughs> the ultimate purpose for meditation. And having as clearly as possible the purpose for this very session. What is it that you're trying to get closer to? Repeat this in your mind so that it becomes a strong determination. And let this very determination infuse your whole being. So the determination, having infused your body and mind, it brings them to a place that is conducive to meditation. So all you have to do is just bring your awareness to the body. Watch the legs and see them seeking comfort and stability. And just let them find comfort in the stability that they are looking for. Look at the hands. Let them also find comfort and stability. Elbows not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders even, relaxed. Your back naturally straight, yet firm and comfortable. Center your head and neck so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. And start to feel a sense of ease, a sense of calmness descending on the body. Let the sense of calmness continue Let your mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places so the jaws are not too loose, the teeth are not clenched, the tip of the tongue touching slightly the back part of the upper teeth. that is what is conducive for you or you can have them open choose whichever you find most conducive for you then gently bring your attention to your breath without trying to control the breath without any need to force the mind to focus on the breath Don't even know what you should do about distractions. Just observe the breath. Know that you're breathing out as you are breathing out. Know that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. And keeping your awareness on the breath in this way, have a part of your mind scan the posture, making sure that you are indeed comfortable and stable and if you need to make any adjustments, staying aware of the breath, make the necessary adjustments. After making the necessary adjustments, bring your attention back to the breath. Holding the intention to simply observe the breath. To know that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. To know that you're breathing out as you breathe out. And to keep your awareness on the breath unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath 
sense of ease that is in the body. Be aware of how it is reflected in the breath, in the mind, and have the intention to continue to experience this ever-deepening sense of ease. From within this <coughs> sense of ease, bring your attention now to the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, at about a prostration's distance from you. In that space, invoke the presence of your infallible guide, the means through which you are guaranteed to achieve. And as soon as you find that sense of a presence, hold on to it and find also a measure that this presence is your infallible guide, the very means to achieve your highest goal. Holding on to that measure of conviction, show your reverence in your mind prostrate. Place yourself under the protection of your guide. Entrust yourself. Strengthen your faith in your capacity and in the goal that you aspire to achieve through taking refuge. you feel a sense of protection. Again, reflect that you are in the presence of the very means to achieve your goal. And you feel a great sense of gratitude. Out of that sense of gratitude, you make offerings. Offer things that makes you happy that you own. Offer things that no one owns. Offer things that exist in your imagination. Clear your conscience and remove the obstacles, admit your faults, admit your actions committed of such faults, knowing that these actions will be the very cause for the obstacles you will experience in the future, and knowing that you are under the power of habitual tendencies. So you seek protection of the three jewels and the power of bodhicitta.
due to the sincerity of your taking refuge, you feel a sense of protection, sense of relief. So due to the strength that you feel, make a promise to restrain in the future that the next time you are under the influence of such weaknesses, under such faults, you will exercise restraint and promise according to your capacity from a moment to a day what then to neutralize or even destroy the potentials left from these actions. Make a promise to do something to make up. Something you will continue to do until you have definite signs of purification. sense of lightness, sense of relief from having purified. And to help refine the state of mind further, rejoice. Let your mind take in goodness in all its measures, yours and others. Those who are still bound to samsaric existence up to those who have completely freed themselves. attention to a sense of ease again, look at its depth, and from within this state, turn your mind to all beings, look at their conditions, the suffering that they are forced to endure, the happiness that keeps eluding them, and then let your heart embrace them with compassion, with love, while holding all beings in this embrace, turn your mind back to your infallible guide, that bright presence in the space in front of you. And because your heart is holding all beings with such an embrace, when you look at, you feel connected to all enlightened beings. feel that contact, that connection, then you ask all the enlightened beings to please come into the lives of sentient beings. Show them how to truly end their pain and stay with them until they are truly free, truly happy.
called the meditation that you're about to do specifically what you're about to do in this session and dedicate the merit you gain succeed in this meditation Seeing that infallible being in front of you as the very means to achieve your goal, you aspire to be closer and ask the teacher to come to feel that bright presence now above your head, facing the same direction as you are. Think of the meditation that you're about to do, the obstacles, the realizations you seek and beg for blessings to be free of your obstacles to gain the realizations you seek descend from the teacher's heart in the form of liquid light that enters you through the crown of your head the liquid light is white in the center and that purifies you and surrounded by rainbow colored light and that fills you with the realizations you seek. strengthening that measure of conviction that the very embodiment of what you aspire to achieve is present above your head in that bright form and you aspire to become inseparable due to the strength of your aspiration the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your hand, enter your heart center, and there becoming inseparable with your mind. Whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to that meaning with affirmation.
become aware of the sense of ease, the meditative state in which you are right now. Be aware of how the body is in the state of breath, especially the state of the mind. Stay aware of it without disturbing it. Okay, bring your attention to just the breath. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of your body, gross body again. Are you guys uh, still doing that little homework? When you meet someone, some stranger, and then throw wishes up towards them? Okay, continue to do that. <coughs> Alright, now uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the third verse of the eight verses of bind training. Uh, remember, ev each verse is 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 uh, the. Okay. So when you are about to meditate on the third verse, so you will go to the first verse, bring up the sentiment that you're supposed to cultivate, and then go to the next verse, bring up that sentiment, and then go to the next verse. Okay. Uh, so after familiar with the sentiments of the first verse which is uh, cherishing developing a sense of cherishing for others and the first verse asks you to do this by considering how, how precious others are okay and when you continue to consider how the preciousness of, of others then the sense of cherishing slowly until you have an actual sense of cherishing for others and the second verse asks you to build, build to build on on top of that. Now to to train yourself to see yourself as a servant, the ultimate servant of sentient beings, where your job is looking out for the happiness of others. Your job is uh, try to remove the suffering of others. <coughs> and we can say that from the uh, for as long as it, we can remember taking conscious control of this life, so to speak, uh, it's what we've been trying to do. But something, we experience certain things that makes us uh, have to whether or not that should be uh, a safe thing for us to do. Is it safe to try to make others happy? Is it safe trying to remove the suffering of others that is safe for us? Uh, When we look at ex at the immediate uh, phenomena that act of trying to remove the suffering of others, if it's something that is uh, that is unwanted, something that is dif uh, uncomfortable, we attribute that discomfort to oh, this is what happens when I try to be nice. I'm not going to be nice anymore. Okay. 
And when we do that, when we, when we make those thoughts, even though at an intellectual level maybe that's not true, but when we make that statement, at that moment we are making it with conviction. We are strengthening uh, our doubt, so to speak, in the efficacy of, 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 uh, of, w- of wanting t- others to be happy, of wanting others not to suffer. We are, st- we are strengthening our capacity, uh, well, not, it's not really a capacity, we are strengthening our inability to make that effective. Okay. <coughs> we are sort of like uh, uh, sort of setting us up, setting ourselves up so that we will see ourselves fail in the future. Because we have it doesn't help me when I try to help someone else. And then our mind is sort of set up to look for things that will encourage that. So if the person is not as happy as I would have liked them to be, so we think, oh, this is what happens when you try to make someone happy. Or if the person reacts in a negative way, we think, oh, this is what happens when you try to make someone okay. And every time we do that, we lessen our capacity, and lessen our ability to be that, to continue to be that way in, in, a, in, a, in a spontaneous way. Okay. <coughs> but if you make the effort, the, a conscious effort, to try to reverse that trend, where instead of looking at immediate uh, result from when you act of, of uh, when you do an act based on the uh, intention for the person to be happy, for the person to be free of of, suf- of suffering, and we hold on to the law <coughs> cause and effect firmly in our mind, our faith that. There cannot be it is for any amount of suffering to come from a good intention, from an action that comes from a good intention. It is impossible. And it is impossible for the opposite to happen. That if you have a bad intention for something good to come out of it. It's just impossible. Okay. And keep that in your mind. So when you are engaging someone and you have, okay, let me try to make this person happy. But not making that person happy immediately. Don't think that your good intention was wasted. Don't think that your good intention had, had, the, had this result of not making this person happy. The result, you haven't seen it yet. Okay, that's coming later when you're, not, when you're not even aware that it's coming. Okay. And when you feel the doubt coming up, go back to just say those words for my good intention to bring about a negative result. To make this person happy, I mean to make this person suffering, or to make me suffer. It's impossible. The appearance that, for some reason, my good intention is giving the uh, making uh, this person unhappy. That's not. That's a delusion. That's just the maras of samsara trying to keep me in samsara. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> taking in taking uh, making conscious effort to try to reverse this trend. Making conscious effort by looking at how. Uh, how you relate with others definitely bring about a result then you see how precious it is to relate with that is positive then you start to cherish others and even to the point where uh, you extend this this sense of cherishing where even when you see uh, you know different forms of life different forms of, 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 uh, of, of sentience different kinds of sentience, you have that same reaction, ah, a precious one. How I relate with this one is very, is very important. It will determine my future. It will determine also the future of this sentient being. Okay. And sometimes, uh, someone gave me an example where there was this very grumpy old man in the building where they live, and they try to smile and say good morning. And the only thing this old grumpy old man ever ever respond is by you know, by being annoyed, seem to be annoyed. Okay, and of course, if you do this every day, and this grumpy old man keeps being, appearing to be annoyed, you're gonna start thinking, ah, being nice to this person th- is not is is not uh, doesn't bring about anything. Okay, you are phrasing it completely wrong. Okay. 
because when you when you what you're saying what sorry, what you're telling yourself is and you're strengthening you're strengthening this this uh, trend that is going on that has been going on for such a long time sometimes being nice doesn't work that's wrong to say that conclusion okay perhaps the manner that you express this niceness may not work for this person because of their karma but being nice cannot be the thing that is, that is, not, that is, that is not working you have to be nice a different way perhaps this person the way to be nice to them is to just ignore them how wonderful this person is not bothering me I like this person <laughs> okay okay or you might even be surprised that one day this person is uh, I don't know sick in bed and is, ab- and, uh, uh, is about to you know knows that this is about to go and this person might say no the only person who ever appreciates is that nice lady who kept smiling every morning even though I couldn't return the smile but she, she was so instrumental in helping me and I love the fact that she didn't take my grumpiness as a as, as a deter as a uh, deterrent don't be surprised for that okay the power being bring about good power being nice can only bring about something beneficial okay uh, so after you develop this sense of cherishing others and when I mentioned that even with other forms of life uh, uh, if you're you know you naturally start to develop the forms of life that you already have a sense of liking to, towards your pet for example you see how precious they are and then even eventually those other kinds of life that you have a natural fear of or natural aversion for when you see them it, it, it perhaps not all, all, all of a sudden, but you may have a, a flash in your mind, ah, oh, precious, a precious life, a precious sentient being. This will grow. Okay. Uh, and for those of you who, are, who feel um, uh, what you might call uh, a, a sense of uh, sensitivity to the invisibles, uh, especially the invisibles who are not nice, <laughs> Okay, you will start to think of them as ah, another precious sentient being. Okay, so throwing hate towards in towards anyone doesn't serve anyone, doesn't serve you, doesn't it doesn't destroy your enemy. It creates more enemies. It strengthens your it strengthens your enemy. Okay, uh, perhaps not. You don't, you don't have to wait until you feel a sense of preciousness toward you know, every single category of being, but at least you feel it for those around you, those that you meet, the strangers you meet in, in, uh, in, in, uh, when you're outside in public. Then you, the attitude of seeing yourself as their servant is very easy for you to see that, and you want to be their servant. And uh, last week, last week I, I gave you the, the uh, exercise to how to train yourself so you can start training your mind to be in on a, to develop the habit of wanting to others to be happy. It's simply just look around, especially w- with those that you already have a, a connection yourself. What will make this person happy? In the beginning, you will get a blank answer. You won't, you won't, you won't get any answers whatsoever. But you keep at it. What will make this person happy? And you sincerely want to know what will make this person happy, and you want to be able to do it, and you want to do it. And eventually, you will become like Jumper in, in, in Howell, New Jersey. As soon as you walk in, he knows exactly what you want, and he gives it to you. And for some reason, his tea. I don't. I'm not. I'm not I mean, I'm not. I only like one kind of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, Jampa's tea always tastes great. <laughs> okay. Uh, because when Jampa is making it, he's not thinking, oh, another visitor. I gotta make tea again. He <laughs> 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 really wants the tea to make you happy. Okay. So you have to, and it begins by just having, forming that conscious thought. What can I do to make this person happy? 
What can I do to make to alleviate the suffering of this person? And in the beginning, again, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get any answers. And then you're gonna get the wrong answers. Your mind is gonna make up stuff. Okay, but keep keep that intention as pure as you want. You really want that person to be happy. You really want to do something to make that person happy. And then if you're pers- if you persevere, eventually you will be rewarded. You will start to know. You will start to get what you might call uh, intuition as to what will make this person happy. All right. Uh, now the next verse is uh, uh, whenever uh, in all your activities, in your in all your activities, you have to be vigilant. Watch your mind. Become a, become uh, uh, intimately aware of your of the of the uh, of the environment of your mind. Know what thoughts, what sentiments comes up, and be able to label them. And one of the one of the uh, exercises, uh, one of the purpose of memorizing the uh, 51 or the 50 or the whichever you uh, you happen to memorize the list of the, me- the different mental factors is not so much because these are the only things that happens in your mind. These are the only uh, things that the functions that occur in the mind, but it gives you a general framework. To start to look, to start to be, uh, to start to uh, have to, to develop mindfulness and vigilance of the mind, to be able to label the things that I, ah, that's uh, jealousy, ah, that's uh, um, that's even watchfulness, that's focus, that's distraction, that's uh, desire, that's aversion, that's. Uh, uh, the intention to want, uh, to have uh, someone that's happy, so you you start to being aware of the mind, and then be aware of what happens to the state of the mind when those things are present. Prove to yourself that the afflictions are afflictions, that they have that that they do belong to that category of affliction. Uh, affliction means it disturbs the natural peace of your mind. When you are you are you blissed out? Find out what happens. Look at your mind. Look what look what's happening to your mind when you are, when you have anger, and when you're sincerely wishing someone to be happy. What's what what's happening to your mind? Is your natural uh, sense of peace disturbed, or is it? Uh, uh, do you feel an agitation? Okay. And when you start to know that having these kinds of thoughts disturbs your mind, and then it might lead you to do something to. That, that is harmful to yourself, that is harmful to someone else, or that is harmful to both. And you have to remember th- these three relationships, okay? Benefit or harmful, to self, other, or to both, okay? Once you, are, w- once you have developed a sense of uh, vigilance, a sense of awareness of the different things that, different things that happens in the mind, and you become sensitive to... to uh, you become sensitive to them, to what they, to what they, they make, to what they have the potential to make someone someone else do, or so, or to make you do. And when you see someone under the inf- and you see that they are under the influence of something that is going to bring them bring them harm, or it might bring someone else harm also, or bring both themselves or someone else harm. So when you see that, start to develop a sense of. Uh, let your love go and extend to them also. Uh, the, ha- the habitual tendency, oh, here's someone who is worthy of my thought of, of th- that they should experience harm because they're having uh, thoughts of harm in their, in their mind. Or they're under the influence of anger, I should, uh, there's someone I should have an- be angry with. Okay. But rather, because of your own understanding of how these thoughts are re- for someone eventually doing something harmful, that they, so when someone is doing something harmful, they're not they're not under complete they're not under uh, they're not completely un, uh, in control. Something else has taken control over them, and you can have compassion for them. Okay, and you can have compassion even for those historical people that you know would hate them. Okay, there is not one sentient being for whom it is okay to hate.
for whom it is okay to have the, ten- the, the, the intention that they should experience pain. Okay. There's not one example. A- actually, the more harmful someone is, that is to others, the more you should have compassion for them. Because they are creating harm for themselves and then for others. So, uh, in all your activities, so even to the point you uh, you observe your mind to th- to the point of vigilance, where even when you see the wha- uh, the verse, when you see just the head of that uh, of a, of a thought that is going to be disturbing to you, that is going to be harmful to you, when you see even see the head of it coming up, you should learn to stop it. And what does it mean to stop it? You would take a mental sword and then mentally uh, slice its head. <laughs> it would be that easy. <laughs> but you could, do that vi- you could do that visualization if you want to, if you're a kind of visual person. But it just it simply means do not allow yourself to come under its influence. Do not allow it to become the motivating force of your action. Just stop yourself. And uh, we'll talk about, uh, we already mentioned it, but there, uh, there's a what to do when those thoughts come up and they become and, and they seem to be overwhelming there are different uh, ways for you to deal with them so that they do not become the motivating force of any action that you do but at first don't try to fight them just be aware of them just be aware of them oh look at that my mind is under the influence of anger okay what else is what is it, what else is this anger doing to my mind how do i feel do i feel healthy do I feel happy? Is this something that I w- is this something that I want to continue in my mind? And what are you doing at the at that moment? When you're doing that, when you're doing this analysis, you're stopping anger from becoming a motivating force. And eventually, because of lack of lack of habit, the anger will take over, and then you will act out of it. And what do you do? You regret it. And the regret will lessen the power of the anger to take over you next time. Okay. But don't dwell in guilt for the rest of your life. That is not beneficial to your mind. This is dysfunctional form of guilt. Have, have the faith that your recognition that it is harmful will eventually give you the power to get rid of it. And just hold on to that. Okay, it's done. It's past. So don't dwell on it and uh, to give put you in, in a in that in a state of mind of holding on, grasping onto guilt. Okay. Uh, so whenever it shows its head, have the intention uh, to uh, very strongly to stop it. And you, you can talk to it. Do whatever, do whatever will work. You know, talk to it. You're not going to take over this time. No, talk to it. Uh, the prom- what you're promising me, you're, you're just uh, full, of, uh, full of hot hair. Okay? You, you're going to promise me the world. You're not going to give me anything. In, in fact, whatever, what the good thing that I have, you're going to take it away from me. You haven't, you haven't given I'm not going to trust you. You're going to give me something in the future and now. No, have a conversation with it. Okay? Or even uh, 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 tell it, okay, and you're trying to protect me, but sorry, but you can't protect me. Okay? You, I know you think you're protecting me, but this is not protection. Okay? Talk to it. Have a conversation with it. <laughs> okay? And this vigilance, of course, is for, for your own mind. So you can know the danger of these kinds of thoughts. That they're not really that you have to come to the conviction and that's the only thing will undermine the, 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 the habitual pattern of depending on anger of depending on uh, is to truly see that they cannot give you anything any benefit the only thing they can give you is more pain that's what the only thing that that's the only thing that they can give you okay uh, you know like the story of the was it the scorpion and the, the scorpion and the, 
the rabbit? Or the, the, scorpion? Turtle. the scorpion and the turtle. And at the end, of the, the, why did you do this? It's my nature, I can't help it. <laughs> so it's the nature of those things to bring you pain, even though they promise you the world. Okay, they cannot give it to you. <clears throat> there is not one arhat or this nirvana I got from anger. There <laughs> <laughs> okay. was that one incident, I met that one special object that deserved my wrath, <laughs> that deserved a good dose of, of, of hate, and I give it to him, and out of that, I got, I got nirvana. If there is such an ahat, I have to meet it. <laughs> but you can meet a lot of people in Samsara <laughs> who say, how did you get it this way? Well, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the story. <laughs> okay, so you're going to do a, a mindfulness meditation. Okay. Now, how do you do mindfulness meditation on the mind without becoming sleepy, <laughs> groggy? <laughs> Go back to that determination, okay? That, that enthusiastic determination. Why are you doing this? Watching your mind. Let that stay somewhere in the background. And then watch your mind like a little kid you know, who's seeing things for the first time. Even though you're limiting, oh, look at that. That's sleepiness. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's, uh, I think that, that was distraction. Okay? Have that sense of, uh, uh, what do you call that? Like a wonderment. wonderment. That sense of wonderment about the mind. Okay? You're, gonna about, you're, you're about to go into wonderland. <laughs> okay? <laughs> You're going to see all sorts of wonderful things. Ah! If you sit five more, if you sit for another second, your legs are... Oh, look at that! Look at that, look at that thought coming to my mind, trying to tell me that I'm gonna, my legs are going to break <laughs> in the next second. And it's been five seconds already. My legs have been broken. <laughs> look how strong it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, to uh, get to that meditative state as, uh, as you can, have a vivid memory of that state the last time when you were just observing it. Try to recall how you felt in the body, how the breath felt, how the mind felt. as soon as you start to feel any taste, any measure of that sense, of that taste, of that uh, state of mind, or a state of meditation, then bring your center. And from that point, observe five cycles of breath. And after the cycles of breath, then try to review the three verses and uh, just observe your mind. When you think about cherishing others, what is your mind? Are you kidding me? And try to find a reason why. And let that just flow and let different states of mind come up and just observe them. And be aware of what they do to the, en to the environment of the mind when they're present. And are also important, hold on to the intention as soon as they arise, 
your intention is to try to make them stop just have the intention but don't actually try to stop them
observe the state of your mind right now specifically being aware of the sense of ease the sense of calmness its depth from within this calm state again turn your attention to all sentient beings and make very strong wishes that they be free of their pains that they find true happiness and that this very calm state may become for them what alleviates their pain and what brings them happiness. Staying aware, <coughs> staying within this calm state, now make a dedication directing the power of the meditation you made to the accomplishment of your ultimate goal. attention back to your breath staying aware of the breath slowly become aware of the body start with the top of your head and slowly become more and more aware of more of your body until you reach your toes Thank you.